let me tell you, you want to do business with companies on all levels that believe in what you believe, that make a good product, make it here in America, and honestly support shows like this. Grip6 is one of those companies. They make exceptional, exceptional uh, socks. Stu, you, I know, wear the underwear. No. I don't want to think about you in your why, underwear, I, but no. I mean, I, I don't, you're always focused on my underwear and I don't know why that is. Uh, I, I, I know I, I do. I will say grip six does have the great socks. We, you know, I wear them, especially when you're here in the same room as me, cause it's so cold all the time. They can keep your, your feet warm, but not crazy. And, even in the summer, uh, you also have the great wallets say, as well. They're fantastic. Yeah. I'm sitting here, uh, with grip six socks on and it's hot, uh, not as hot as Dallas, but I, I pulled them out and I'm like, where are the Grip 6? Because they are cool. They keep you cool. I mean, it's all American made. They're great. Uh, Grip6.com slash Beck. Grip6.com slash Beck. Go there now. to, what, 1980? Uh, do you remember when we had PSA's public service announcements on what to do if there was a nuclear war or a nuclear attack? Yeah, yeah, even at my age, I barely remember that. Um, there's something that came out of New York uh, yesterday that I... I think deserves some attention, and that is, hey, New York, don't ask how or why, but the city has just been nuked. What do you do? I haven't seen this since at least 1980. What do they know that we don't know? I'm going to play this amazing ad for you in 60 seconds. Right now, we are celebrating the overturning of Roe versus Wade. However, that doesn't mean that abortion is not legal anymore. It is just legal in the places uh, uh, in the states that are most likely to, I mean, they're, you know, the California, New York, they are going to make this into a abortion tourism destination. You watch. It will continue in most liberal states. That's fine. Um, you know, that's their choice. I will tell you that um, I would like to be able to have a conversation with the women that are thinking about an abortion. But New York is targeting centers right now. Uh, and gee, guess who runs some of those centers? Preborn. 
Preborn in 16 years has positioned their clinics in the top abortion cities where 50% of abortions take place. Preborn's work is saving babies' lives, and it will continue now at a greater level as they fight Planned Parenthood and defend their centers from the radical hate groups who want nothing more than to shut them down. And the state of New York is actually targeting these pro-life clinics now. It, it's a it's incredible the evil that is being done so what do you say we do some good would you consider a gift of any size a hundred dollars ten dollars ten thousand dollars all the gifts are tax deductible and will go towards saving babies lives and helping to keep pre-born centers safe so they can continue their life-saving work donate dial pound 250 sorry dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby pound 250 say the keyword baby or you can go to preborn.com slash back that's preborn.com slash back so I saw this yesterday. One of the researchers brought it to my attention and I was like, huh, I, I've got lots of questions. Let me play this public service announcement from the uh, uh, from the the state of New York. Listen, so there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why. Just know that the big one has hit. OK, so. What do we do? There are three important steps that I want you to remember. Step one, get inside fast. You, your friends, your family, get inside. And no, staying in the car is not an option. You need to get into a building and move away from the windows. Step two, stay inside. Shut all doors and windows. Have a basement? Head there. If you don't have one, get as far into the middle of the building as possible. If you were outside after the blast, get clean immediately. Remove and bag all outer clothing to keep radioactive dust or ash away from your body. Step three, stay tuned. Follow media for more information. Don't forget to sign up for Notify NYC for official alerts and updates. And don't go outside until officials say it's safe. All right, you've got this. So it's like COVID. No, I don't think I do have this. I, I don't. I, I don't think I have this. Uh, that's from New York City Emergency Management. Now, why on God's green earth are they coming out with this? Well, the response was, well, we're not saying that it's going to happen. We just want people to be prepared for anything. My response to that is, when do you release the PSA for the bubonic plague? (laughs) I mean, if you're just making us prepared for anything, how about uh, what happens when somebody on a ship starts to launch Buicks onto the streets of New York with a catapult? I mean... We haven't thought of a nuclear strike in how long? What do they know that we don't know? Well, if anything, first of all, they have been treating us like we're in the middle of the bubonic plague for the past two and a half years. So I don't think they need any updates on that particular one. But, uh, you know, I mean, look, what we mentioned earlier, we are on the verge of war. Is that the right way to put it with with Russia? 
Certainly, Russia consider us considers us at the very least to be at the on the verge of war. Yeah, and that used to yeah. be something we were concerned about. I mean, when when we were at war with the Soviet Union, that's when we had the duck and cover, uh, you know, vibe going on for everybody. So I'm not surprised. I, I, honestly, like it's probably something we should think about a little bit more. Uh, I would agree with you, um, and not just because of uh, uh, Russia, but. Because there's uh, several uh, people that would work together to make that happen. So I was thinking about this yesterday with Vladimir Putin. I mean, he grew up in the Cold War where it was mutually assured destruction, mad. And that was the theory that kept us all alive. Nobody would launch a missile because they knew that there would be a retaliatory strike and uh, nobody would nobody would survive. Okay, Um, because if we if they launched a missile, then we launch a missile. And if they see that missile coming back, then they would launch all their missiles. And when we would launch all of our missiles and everybody would be dead. Okay, he lived through this. He's been the one talking about a nuclear option. Um, Does he think that? But does he think that this administration, because I don't know, just wouldn't launch if they launched a missile at New York and said, stay out of our backyard? Would we just take it? Would this administration launch against Russia or not? I mean, it's a very dangerous game, but I'm not convinced that this administration would do that. Mm, I think there's definitely an argument here to be made for that point. I think maybe if it hit New York, maybe we would be more likely to do it. But couldn't you see? Yeah, you know, they they they, they fire a nuclear missile that lands in the middle of you know some uninhabited place in Kansas uh, or something. Where okay, you know, like maybe it does some damage, but it's not in wiping out a city of you know 11 million people. Would we do any? What would we do? Just back off? I don't think we'd do anything. Yeah, certainly the last few times we've been challenged, not to that level, but to to some level, we've basically backed off. We've just folded. I mean, look what we did in Afghanistan. You know, (laughs) just basically folded up shop and and left. So I don't know. Do you see what we're now saying? Other countries are financing the rebels to go against uh, the uh, Taliban. And we came out with this moral indignation and said we're not doing that and we don't think any country should do that that's just wrong leave the taliban alone what Mm. yeah it's bizarre and and and, you know i think a lot of people look at the russia stuff with ukraine and, and there's a lot to be critical of there we've been critical of a lot of it and i think a lot of people look at it and say okay in our audience, you know, they're always hyping the Russia stuff. They're always saying how bad Russia is. And, you know, they're lying all the time in the media about it. And a lot of times they are lying in the media about it. But like it, there's real, I think, real reason to be concerned about this for in two different ways. Let's say you're a Biden fan, right? You are a, a liberal. You love Joe Biden. I think 0.03 percent of the population is still in this category. So I, we want to make sure we address them. And like the only thing standing in between us and World War Three is Vladimir Putin's restraint. Right. That's it. At any point, Vladimir Putin could say, you know what? I think you sending that missile over to Ukraine is enough for me to cross the line 
and he could decide to start World War III just on his own basis. For the other, and he has said that. Yeah, he has said that any missile that came from the United States, if it lands in Russian territory, we will pay a heavy price. Mm-hmm. And if I remember right, it 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 gave me at least the feeling we were talking about a strike mm-hmm. on us. Certainly, it seems like a major escalation, and who and any major escalation would theoretically cause a response that could easily go out of control. And we're in the middle of World War Three, maybe nuclear missiles flying over polar ice caps, right? Like that is uh, it's not a crazy idea. If you happen to be someone who is skeptical of Joe Biden and his presidency and his ability, his cognitive abilities, any of those things. You not only have the idea that Vladimir Putin, look, I mean, for even if you don't think he's the, you know, the devil that the media constantly portrays him as, which I think he's done much to deserve. But still, if you don't even believe that, he's still not exactly a stable character. You have that. But then you also have this guy who's falling off his bicycle every 10 minutes to walk the <laughs> line between World War Three and peace. This guy is the guy navigating the border between this breaking out to a much larger conflict that could very well result in, you know, God only knows, nuclear missiles flying over uh, ice caps. It's certainly uh, it's certainly in the stream of possibilities here if people like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris screw up a little bit. Do you think uh, the the lady who's out here, we have veepthoughts.com where she's tripping over her words every 10 seconds. Vlad, uh, Joe Biden is overseas making speeches about how we have to remove Vladimir Putin uh, because he can't can no longer be in power, changing seemingly U.S. policy on the fly by mistake. If you are at all worried about the competence of the Biden administration, this has to be something you're concerned about because they could screw this up at any moment. And even if this was never the intent of Russia to get into a larger scale conflict with us. The people we have in control navigating these lines are not capable of doing it. So we are in in, in trouble just because our leadership is who our leadership is. I want to make a prediction that before this guy is out of office, and I think we've already faced it. I'll bet you we've already faced something close. Um, we will have a Cuban Missile Crisis style crisis. We will it will it will hit to that level, whether we find out about it or not. I'm not sure. But I'll bet you we're going to hit because it's it, we're too weak. Do you know why? Do you know why um, the uh, prime minister, Abe, why his death is so important? He is um, he was extremely powerful and he was japan first and i don't have a problem with that i think i think every country should be their country first take care of business and that will a you know you'll be able to uh take care of yourself well um and then help others um his death made a landslide for his party and uh, the prime minister, the current prime minister, is in the same party as Abe. It's a liberal democratic party, but, you know, they're more conservative by Japan standards. But don't be fooled. Um, so the recent election has gone 
as a huge support for now the party that is of the current prime minister and what he's working on. Now, uh, Kashida, I think is his name. He's a huge supporter of the Great Reset. He is he wants Japan to be the model country for the Great Reset. Here's the here's one of the problems, however, Abe his party wants to build their own military. They want to have their own military power. I personally think that's good. And I think that's why Abe and Donald Trump got along so well. Um, because they America first, Japan first. You should run your own protection. Why? Why? Other than, you know, in the 1940s. We were a little smoked and they were a little smoked at us. We're like, yeah, no, what? No army will protect you. Japan has a role to play in security. And that's why this is a problem. Because it looks like his death is being used as a rallying cry for the things that he believed in, which is change the Japanese constitution so it can expand its military. Now, that seems good for us, right? Or does it? Because Japan wants to expand its military because it doesn't trust China. Now, China will look at Japan as a massive threat, not just America, but Japan. Does that make them more likely to stay contained? as they build their military, or less likely. We have the stars aligning for a, a global war uh, where you have Russia and China and Iran and all the bad guys on one side, and then you have the Great Reset-aligned powers in Asia uh, and, uh, uh, and here in the West. And I don't think anyone's trying to avoid it. I mean, I think there's lots of people trying to avoid it, but I don't think the world leaders necessarily see this as a bad thing because it will hasten. I almost said hasten the return of the promised one, and it might do that, but it will it will hasten uh, the changes that they feel have to be made. And people will go along with it because they'll just want war to end. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, I think it's safe to say that with the average person, you know, the worry of recession uh, has gone to a mm, reality of recession. Everything continues to decline. The inflation rate is at the highest it's been in 40 years. Things aren't looking good, and none of the policies coming out of Washington are going to help. So how do you protect yourself, your family, your financing? Are you doing enough? Well, if you're not sure what the answer is, may I suggest you take advantage of the free mortgage review from American Financing. It takes about 10 minutes, and you'll learn about debt consolidation op- options that can help you save a significant amount on interest alone. Your credit cards, you're probably paying around 20%. You're never going to be able to pay them off if you're at that level. And that number is only going to go up. Believe me, you, you don't, it would be much better 
to pay 5% interest than 20. You could get that monkey off your back. No pressure, no upfront or hidden fees. You can pre-qualify right now for free. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. So, you know, I'd like to make a change to that uh, that New York City uh, emergency ad about being hit by a nuclear war. Uh, I mean, is that really on the top of New Yorkers minds? What do I do in case a missile hits Manhattan? I mean, maybe crime would go down for a little while. I mean, if I'm not raped on my way to the nuclear bomb, you know, or not shot in the subways... Okay, what do I do again? How about a safety thing on what do you do when your your city has gone to hell and is not prosecuting anyone? Two Californian men allegedly caught red-handed by the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency uh, as part of a multi-agency operation. Here's what they did. Uh, they caught them with 165 pounds of crystal meth. 165 pounds of crystal meth. Uh, But the problem is, uh, we can only charge them with second-degree criminal possession of a controlled substance, and there's no jail time for that. I mean, we can't hold you on uh on bail and uh so we're just gonna have to let you guys go what do you think what message do you think criminals are hearing from the justice system i I, I don't even understand i I roll through stop signs and get pulled over joe you know hunter biden can measure crack on camera these people can have 165 pounds of crystal meth and nobody does anything and yet I'm going you know, three miles no, an hour no, no, through an intersection where nobody is, and I get a ticket. I'm guessing the president might have to, you know, call his bank and, and wire transfer some money to Hunter because, I mean, that's an awful lot of crystal meth. <laughs> and uh, you don't want it just sitting there, you know. Maybe the feds will get involved. I mean, in one way. The Glenn Beck Program. Recent survey, 22 CFOs, these are the financial officers at major organizations, concluded recession cannot be avoided. Not a single CFO thinks it's avoidable at this point. 40% of them said inflation is their number one concern. 77% said that recession will happen by the first half of 2023. All right, what do you do? Well, you take some chips off the table. If you have a 401k or anything, take some of that money out of the stock market, if I may suggest. You have to do your own homework and find out if gold or silver is right for you. It is for my family. In the face of inflation, this might be the best possible time to take some of that money that you might have invested and hedge against inflation and against a crazy stock market. 
Call Goldline and find out now. Ask them about the uh, quarter-ounce Benjamin Franklin round that they've just acquired. And if you buy one, you'll receive 10 of the Mind Your Business silver bars at no cost. So gold and silver, or silver and gold, goldline.com. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off Blaze TV. We are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices. We are going to have to change our conversation. Uh, we're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place. Wow. How, I mean, how alarming is that? When we first heard it, we didn't know exactly what she meant other than transformation. Wait, I don't want to change our history. But look at how well coordinated everything has become. They did change our history. They're still changing our history. They're still changing our traditions. It's remarkable how well-planned this was. Well, according to the New York Post, grievance has become the predominant theme at Monticello. They say from the ticket booth to the visitor's center, which is decorated with contemporary painting of Jefferson's weeping slaves, to its final gift shop display, it's no longer telling the story of Thomas Jefferson. In addition to the ticket booth and the gift shop, which features works by critical race theorist Ibram X. Kendi uh, and uh, Tanisha Coates, but only one biography about Jefferson himself. The estate reportedly discusses the Native Americans who lived on the land before Jefferson purchased it. It also offers an in-depth look at Sally Hemings, Jefferson's mistress. We we do not know if Sally Hemings was a mistress or not. There was a book that came out in the 90s that said it was true. It was retracted within two weeks, but nobody ever covered that. There is evidence in newspaper coverage at the time as a smear on Thomas Jefferson that his brother was making it with Sally Hemings. So any DNA that says Jefferson, yeah, it might be Tom, but it might be his brother. And that's what they were saying at the time. My God, we are not going to survive unless we preserve our history. Uh, Jefferson's mistress, who allegedly bore him six children, makes him repeated, uh, makes repeated reference to the enslaved people who once lived and worked at Monticello, but presents a nuanced version of Jefferson and focuses little on his accomplishments. Jeffrey Tucker, the founder of the Libertarian Brownstone Institute, recently took a group of uh, tour uh, to Monticello, noted a surly and dismissive tone from his tour guide. Someone asked if Jefferson had built a machine in the house, and the guide said, nah, he never really built anything. He was a tinkerer. He was a tinkerer? Are you kidding me? I mean, he designed Monticello. That's his design. The clock is his design. It, I, I, oh, my gosh, I can't, I can't take it. He also, uh, you know, founded the University of Virginia. 
and the author of the Declaration of Independence. However, however, in a video posted on the Monticello Facebook page, tour guide Carl <laughs> Kyle Chattington, Chattleton. Oh my gosh, is that a pretentious name? <laughs> Hi. Yes, I'm Kyle Chattington the third. He claims, how is it that Jefferson wrote that all men are created equal and yet also held people as slaves? It's the one of the most common questions that visitors ask. I'd like to know their answer. Stu, do you know the answer? <laughs> I, I don't think that I do, Glenn. I don't think that I do. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, just would, if you don't know the answer, would you Google First draft First of the Declaration of Independence. Draft of the it is in his own handwriting, and he capitalizes a couple of words. Hmm. He was vehemently opposed to slavery. He tried his whole life to stop it. Why? Why did he write "All men are created equal"? And he didn't realize slaves were men on the third page of the Declaration of Independence that he wrote. And two states stopped. It says the king is having men sold on the open market. Hello. The the Christian king of Great Britain, which was, by the way, capitalized in there to show everybody in a mocking tone that he wasn't acting all that Christian when he was saying that he wanted people to be owned and used for the purposes of the crown. I mean, you know, this is in the, of course, the section where they're just, he's, they're just lighting up Great Britain and the king and saying, hey, like, these are all the terrible things they've done and why we have to do this, why we have to declare independence in the first place. Here's our list of grievances. And that's, I mean, the longest one, it's, it's the most prominent one. It's half a page. It's half a page. It goes on and on and on and on, just complaining about slavery, how bad it is and how it should stop immediately. Now they needed consensus, and, and they didn't have it. How many times the king, and how many times the king had thwarted them yeah. uh, in trying to stop it? That's why Thomas Jefferson had slaves, but was against slavery. It's not because he's an American sphinx that we just can't figure out. No, he fought in Virginia to change the laws. He could not sell his slaves or release them upon his death. Because he was in debt and you couldn't free slaves if you were in debt and he was millions in debt on his death. So he the record is clear. Oh, my gosh. I can't. And he inherited this story with this. Another important point. The slaves were inherited. Yeah. 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 But he was making wild, passionate love to Sally Hemings. <laughs> or, or his brother was. Uh, here's a story. Uh, comes out of Breitbart. Um, woke churches across the country have celebrated abortion and even gone as far as labeling the pro-life movement a, quote, demonic agenda. Now, that's quite a statement. Um. We now have good being called evil and evil being called good by churches. Now, these are liberal churches, but um, 
the churches are now calling um, the lack of abortions forced childbirth. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So when it forced childbirth, so then you would admit that it is a child, right? I'm just trying to figure out how you're another sign of the times. Ted Cruz uh, went on a rampage yesterday talking about uh, Clarence Thomas and what's happening to Clarence Thomas and his wife. Uh, There is a, a photo that has been on social media of a protester sign that reads Ginny Thomas is a 21st century slave owner. Ginny, who happens to be a friend of mine, is the wife of Clarence Thomas. You are not only denigrating her by calling her a slave owner. You are also saying that Clarence Thomas, one of the most clear minded judges we have had, is is somehow enslaved by this white woman. I mean, I thought it was bad when they said that he was an Uncle Tom for marrying a white woman. Now he's a slave being held in slavery by his wife. This is despicable. The, the Justice Department is doing nothing, nothing to stop that. They'll label you a terrorist, but they'll do nothing to the people who are actually offering a, a bounty if you will disclose where any of these conservative justices are. White House isn't saying anything about it. Justice Department is doing nothing about it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I don't even need to finish that sentence. Let me switch to something else here. This is something that makes you happy. Something that makes me happy. Starbucks has dropped its recently introduced chicken, maple butter, and egg sandwich from its menu because people complain of experiencing symptoms of illness, including diarrhea, after consuming the product. And it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, apparently it's symptoms that customers and baristas claim to have experienced after eating the sandwich included diarrhea, vomiting, and stomach pain. Uh, suing for the worst diarrhea of my life. I've been living in my bathroom for two days now. One user complained on TikTok. Another user said that they contracted a campylobacter, I guess, an infection that can be uh, contracted after eating raw poultry items. Uh, they, uh, they said uh, the Seattle-based uh, Starbucks, and I wish them all the best. Uh, They said, you know, the sandwich, in retrospect, just doesn't live up to our high-quality standards. No? No? Uh Uh-uh. No? Really? Mm Mm-mm. I I don't think your high-quality standards are quite so high or as high as you think they are if, uh, you know, putting people into the toilet for two days is, you know, maybe we should pull this sandwich. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But makes me want to run out and get one. And that makes me so happy. 
for the giant Seattle-based corporation, Starbucks. All my best. Back in just a second. Deborah wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, my wonderful husband ordered Relief Factor for me when I was feeling pretty bad. I have rheumatoid arthritis, and Relief Factor helps me tremendously. I noticed around the second week that things were beginning to get better. I have to admit, I was skeptical before, but now I swear by it. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. All the best, Deborah. Deborah, thank you for writing in and giving Relief Factor a try. Sounds like you have the same experience that I had. I didn't think it would work either. Try their three-week quick start. It, yes, it'll cost you nineteen ninety-five, But if it's not working for you in three weeks, stop. Because it probably won't work for you. 70% of the people who try the three-week quick start go on to order it month after a month because they're getting relief. A dollar a day. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor and a lot, 70%, go on to order, order and take every single day. That says everything, doesn't it? ReliefFactor.com. 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4, RELIEF. 1995 three-week quick start developed for you. ReliefFactor.com or call 800, the number 4, RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, yeah, dog. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. So now we've gone down a rabbit hole. Uh, I brought up Sally Hemings and... uh, now Stu is on a Sally, Sally Hemings rabbit hole. Yeah. Was, and what have you found? Well, you know, the, the Monticello, Monticello said, you know, they think it's likely that he fathered maybe one, maybe more than one of these children's and uh, children. And I was thinking to myself, just did Jefferson do that? What what's like the the real backing on this? So I. I I went into uh, one of the big scholars commission reports, the Thomas Jared and uh, Jefferson Heritage uh, Organization, and they they summarize it this way. This is what their report was after studying it's 300 pages long. In the end, after roughly one year of examining the issues, we find the question of whether Thomas Jefferson fathered one or more children by his slave Sally Hemings to be one about which honorable people can and do disagree. However, it is our unanimous view that the allegation is by no means proven And we find it regrettable that public confusion about the 1998 DNA testing and other evidence has misled many people into believing that the issue is closed. With the exception of one member, whose views are set forth below, uh, our individual conclusions range from serious skepticism about the charge to a conviction that it is almost certainly untrue. And it goes through, there's, you know, all all the scholars that were related to this uh, backed that opinion with the exception of one. uh, And... This is what the the dissent wrote Um, with the report with the report of the majority. I am in general agreement. I dissent only in believing it somewhat more likely than not that Thomas Jefferson was the father of Eston Hemings, one of the children Um, goes on to say uh, it also it uh, could have been uh, others. It says this suggests the possibility that Thomas Jefferson fathered all of her known children, but it does not prove that he fathered even one. What it does establish is a strong probability that her pregnancies during the period when she appears to have resided at Monticello were occasioned by his sojourns there. So he just happened to be that their evidence is he seemed to be there at about the same time she got pregnant. 
It is, in do fact, they mention at all. Mm-hmm. Do they mention at all the smear on him in uh, I think it was like 1801. They started smearing him, uh, you know, as as president and in the campaign. And they they the smear was his brother slept with slaves. They even yeah, mention yes. that? It, it, no, it does. It goes into the the, the fact that it could be any of here. Uh, let's see. It is, in fact, notwithstanding a mistake to jump to the conclusion that Jefferson must have been the father of Sally Hemings' children, for there were other events that normally coincided with his visits there. Among these, one is pertinent to this inquiry, the presence of visitors whose offspring are tolerably likely to have looked like Thomas Jefferson, visitors such as Thomas Jefferson's younger brother, Randolph, Randolph's four or five sons, and Peter and Samuel Carr, sons of his sister. Uh, it goes through. It, I mean, it breaks. It's 300 pages. It breaks down all of these things in incredible detail. But the, I, I mean, you look at the summary. They're either very skeptical of it or completely disregard it, with the exception of one guy who was from Hillsdale, uh, by the way, not some you know crazy liberal guy, uh, but said, "Look, I don't think. Uh, I don't. Th- I think it's more likely than not that one of the children was." But that's not a clo- open and shut case by any means. And there's a no. lot of uh, other possibilities there, which is interesting. That's and not how the media this, covers that at all. This is not being taught at Monticello. What's being taught at Monticello is that he fathered Sally Hemings' children. There's the evidence. How does Monticello get away with it? Huge liberal donations. This is the Glenn Beck Program.